I've reported other people's stories for a long time, confronting people in power. But behind this broadcast voice, I've hidden my greatest secret. I was in an abusive marriage. It lasted a year, but it changed my life. Part of me always blamed myself for what happened, and I've lived with the shame. So many of us live like this. It's time we change that. I'm Anna Maria Tremonti. Welcome to Paradise is my story. Available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. You're listening to White Coat Black Art in the summer. This is an encore of an episode that aired in June 2022. The intrauterine device, or IUD, has emerged as one of the most effective methods of long-term birth control. But every treatment has its downside, and IUDs are no exception. White Coat producer Stephanie Dubois spent weeks collecting dozens of stories. In the first half of this series, she cataloged the short and even long-term physical and emotional distress these contraceptive devices have caused some users. I just remember searing pain. I was so much pain. They put the IUD in, and I remember just intense pain, like in my belly and just down below. He pulled his hand back, smashed it in, and I screamed and like hit the ceiling. I remember she had said to take like an Advil or something beforehand because it could be uncomfortable. It was more than uncomfortable. It was it was really, really, really painful, and it felt like it lasted for hours. I can't think of any other procedure you get done where something's inserted permanently into your body where you don't get any sort of pain management. I think our biggest issues are a lack of communication of what's really happening, both before and during. I think sometimes like the IUD itself then gets vilified, but really what we're not doing is adequately addressing like pain management in women's health. We heard about searing pain accompanied by nausea and fainting episodes. Pain that came on with almost no warning and offers a little more than Tylenol or Advil. Some said they had pain that lasted weeks, months, and even years. One woman asked to have her IUD removed and had to visit at least four doctors before she found one willing to do it. Those we spoke with called on the doctors and other healthcare providers who insert IUDs to do better. Dr. Fiona Matatal agrees. Dr. Matatal is an obstetrician-gynecologist in Calgary. Dr. Fiona Matatal, welcome to White Coat Blackheart. Thanks, Brian. Fiona, what are your thoughts listening to those women describing the pain they experienced from IUDs? Well, it breaks my heart. Um, as a doctor who has inserted IUDs over the last 20 years, I've certainly heard stories like that. I have also been on the other side of a similar um, situation myself. and You had one as well? Yes, yes. Um, and, and that's one thing that's interesting is if you look at the use of IUDs in Canada, many of the physicians inserting IUDs have also been on the other side of that. So um, we come at this from both angles. Thinking long about this and having worked in this area for so long, there is a lot that we can be doing better, both as physicians and our healthcare systems could be doing a lot better for procedures like IUD insertions. 
We heard from over 50 women who have had a mixed bag of responses to IUD insertions. Are you surprised? Not at all, Brian. I, what I see in my office and also the experiences I hear from patients is there is a huge range of experience of pain and distress with an IUD insertion or any similar um, procedure done inside the vagina. Everything from a patient who says that didn't feel like anything, right up to similar to what we heard in the recordings, where it is a very distressing examination. What's it like in your practice? What's the response of most of your patients when an IUD is inserted? I see the same range of of experiences. And so one thing that I do in my practice, because sometimes I see patients who've had a very negative experience before coming to see me, is the, the first step is education and expectations, informed consent, which also means making sure that an IUD is the right option for a patient, and a discussion around what that insertion can be like, what the range of experiences can be. In my head, I do a screening to see if I think this is a patient who may have a worse pain experience than another. And I open the door for conversation for option of insertion in the office setting versus an alternative, which would be doing an insertion with the assistance of sedation. I'm in a unique position, well, not unique, any gynecologist um, in the country. We do have the option of adding sedation to an IUD insertion and not doing it in the clinic, but in a different healthcare setting. But unfortunately, that's not available to all of physicians who insert IUDs because many are inserted by, say, family physicians who may not have access to things like procedure rooms or operating theaters. I'm curious, how many IUDs are you inserting on average? I probably put in four to six every week. And you described a fairly lengthy uh, kind of list of preparations. What do you tell them about the pain? So I tell them that there can be several steps within an IUD insertion where there can be a pain experience, starting from placement of the speculum, placing the tenaculum or the holder on the cervix, that could be um, quite painful. And then the third step is the IUD itself going in. I have found over the years, it's very helpful to explain that to women, to explain what the pain can be like. Um, And also during the insertion is telling them what is happening before it happens. I find one of the things that can be really tough with this type of medical procedure is that the patient can't see what's happening. And especially with anything in a pelvic examination, that can be very distressing for some patients, especially patients who've maybe had a traumatic pelvic exam in the past or especially for someone who's maybe had a sexual assault. And when we look at the numbers of women in Canada who have experienced a sexual assault, that's a lot of patients. And so a lot of discussion goes on before the IUD goes in to see, is this the right place to do this in the office setting? Have you always used the techniques that you described? I think like all of us in medicine, as you evolve as a practitioner, you, you, you pick up things that work or don't work. I was very fortunate to train with a team of gynecologists in Halifax and one in particular who had 
done a lot of work in um, outpatient clinics with women who've experienced pain uh, or assault. And he gave me some very good skills in terms of those soft skills in making that space comfortable and safe for the patient. So I was very fortunate in my training. Um, But over the years, you learn what works well and what doesn't work well. And then as now a teacher in medicine, I take those and try and pass them to the next generation so they don't have to trial and error things as much with patients earlier in their career that they have learned that, you know, try doing it like this. That might work better for most patients. It sounds like you spend a lot of time with women. I do. But I do believe that spending that time prior to a procedure is really important in having that procedure go best as possible for that patient, but also allows me to identify a person who may not be appropriate for that setting and maybe look at doing something like doing this in the operating theater. Uh, You mentioned patients who've had a prior sexual assault. Is that kind of one of the situations that makes you wonder, uh, makes you anticipate that the patient might feel more pain? Absolutely. And pain, as we all know, is is complex. There's, There's physical pain, but there can be an emotional or psychological component to it. And that that is one place that that would you know would would be a red flag for me that this might not be um a patient who would have a positive experience but sexual assault isn't the only isn't the only one um i think of young patients who've never perhaps never had a pelvic exam before that might be someone who that would be a really tough first experience for pelvic exam to be having an iud inserted someone who's not had intercourse before could be um, at risk of having a more painful experience. Someone who's had surgery on their cervix as well. These are these are all things that would um, make me wonder. Hmm, I wonder if this patient might do better in a different setting. And we're very fortunate here in Calgary. We have an amazing community of family physicians who sometimes will talk to a patient, have decided an IUD is a good fit for them, whether it's for contraception or to reduce menstrual bleeding. And they identify one of those risk factors for a painful office insertion, and they might refer into a gynecologist like me and say on the referral letter, could you look at the option of inserting this IUD with sedation? Is it realistic to expect that there'll be a gynecologist available to insert an IUD in every case? I don't think so. I don't think there's enough of us in the country to insert most of or all of the IUDs um, that are are needed for Canadian women. I mean, this gets into the ability for us to provide appropriate healthcare resources. And one of the challenges we've had here locally in Calgary is that we really don't have anything between the clinic setting and the operating room. In some places, like in Saskatchewan, they have worked really hard to have clinical spaces that are a place where you could do sedation safely, but without the immense resources of an operating theater because as the pandemic has hit us really hard in operating room uh, time and accessibility it gets harder and harder to get patients in a timely fashion into that operating theater so you know places like Saskatchewan have done some really good innovation in finding those spaces that are not as healthcare resource intensive. 
but clearly another adverse outcome of the pandemic. And we're still dealing with those ramifications uh, even now. So you've talked about listening to the patient. You've talked about anticipating that they might have more pain. Let's zero in on what you do that's different in terms of pain management. So walk me through what you do on the day you uh, actually put in the IUD. Well, there's good news and bad news with this. Um, The bad news is when you look at the evidence for what can we do to make the pain experience less for an IUD insertion, when it comes to the pharmacology, many, many things have been tried to see if if a, a medication could help reduce pain with insertion. And the bad news is most of them don't seem to make a difference, whether that is taking an anti-inflammatory before insertion, using local anesthetic, either in a cream or an injection in the cervix, or a common medication we use in gynecology called mesoprostol. The studies do not consistently show evidence that any of them make a substantial difference. So what we see when I ask colleagues across the country, what do they do to improve pain with IUD insertion? You see, you see different answers and that's because there isn't one right answer. I find that over the years using some of the soft skills that you know we all pick up in medicine but they're not really taught in a medical school lecture. It's preparation for the patient, um, expectations, describing what's happening but also you know setting a calm environment for that patient, making sure that you're checking in with the patient at all times that is it okay to proceed? You have the power to say no or stop. So the things that I have found work over the years are, like I said, those those soft skills, not an actual medication. So Fiona, you mentioned uh, a, a number of medications that have been tried to reduce the experience of pain uh, during an IUD procedure and that they didn't work They don't, or that the studies have shown they don't work. Is it, is it, that nothing works or that there hasn't been enough research done to see what might work better? I do hope that some, at some point somebody comes up with a compound or medication that would help with pain with insertion. But all of the usual things, the anti-inflammatories, local anesthetic, um, have really not been shown to make a huge difference. You know, what we know that does work is sedation. But again, that takes... Um, you can't necessarily do that safely in in a clinic setting. I hope something comes up someday, but so far we're not seeing big differences, which is really unfortunate. Interestingly, there was uh, a study came out of McMaster University about three years ago, reviewing the literature again, and came up with the same conclusion as the Cochrane reviews have shown that there's not a medication that makes a difference. But it was one of the first studies that mentioned some of those soft skills and maybe addressing not only pain with insertion, but also the anxiety of what can be an uncomfortable gynecologic or pelvic exam. And so looking at all aspects of pain and the, the patient's experience as a whole. We'll be right back. I'm Elena Hudgens-Lyle. And I'm Harvinder Vadva. We're the hosts of Inappropriate Questions, and we're back with Season 3. With some fantastic guests, we break down questions like... Is asking where are you from appropriate small talk? Is it okay to ask a co-worker how much do you make? Should you ask a polyamorous person, do you get jealous? Inappropriate Questions Season 3. 
available now on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Wake Up Black Art. This week, what health professionals can do to reduce the pain and discomfort of IUDs. Dr. Matatal, an OBGYN in Calgary, inserts as many as six IUDs a week. She makes the experience less unpleasant by listening to the patient, creating a sense of calm, and giving the patient the power to stop the insertion if it hurts too much. We wanted to know what her colleagues are doing and whether hearing the many stories we've heard might lead to change. Dr. Amanda Black is an obstetrician-gynecologist at the Ottawa Hospital and president-elect of the Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists of Canada. I think our last contraception guidelines were published, specifically the ones on intrauterine contraception were published, I think it was in 2016, 2017. So there's a bit of a discussion in there about pain management options or ways to make the IUD insertion more comfortable for patients. I think overall we could say that uh, intrauterine contraceptives are safe and effective methods of contraception for most women. The insertion experience can be variable, you know, depending on, on the woman. So that is something that, you know, women need to be aware of as well as healthcare providers. So not only do we have to set expectations for our patients, but we also have to be able to adjust our insertion practices depending on the patient themselves. Some women, I put it in and I say, okay, that's it. And they say, oh my gosh, you're done already. And other patients, it's very uncomfortable for them, in which case we have options such as using a topical anesthetic or inserting local anesthetic or doing a block. And in extreme cases where patients are, you know, it's just too uncomfortable, we can sometimes do it in the operating room, either under sedation or under a general anesthetic. But those are the more rare events. There are some other things that we can do to try to minimize some of the discomfort that patients may feel. Unfortunately, they did do studies looking at women taking anti-inflammatories prior to their visit to try to decrease their pain experience, and it didn't show to be effective in studies. So I think the big thing is just not minimizing the potential for pain or discomfort because that certainly is there, and I would never tell someone that it's not um, a painful procedure, that it's a completely comfortable procedure because I don't think that's it. And then I think the other important point is making sure that you individualize the approach to pain during insertion processes and, and adjust what you're doing at the time depending on the patient. And, and patients also need to know, I think, that they have the right to say, you know, stop, I'm not comfortable. I mean, there are studies published showing that the majority of women tolerate the procedure and their pain, you know, is 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 tolerable. And if they do a visual analog scale of pain, certainly not crazy off one end of the visual analog scale. But again, it, it's all about the patient as the individual and trying to develop one protocol because there's no one-size-fits-all approach to anything. So we need to remember that. Dr. Black and Dr. Matatal agree that common medications like anti-inflammatories and local anesthetics don't reduce much of the pain of IUDs. Dr. Black emphasized that research has shown the insertion of an IUD is tolerable for most women. But is that because patients aren't complaining or that doctors aren't asking? Here's more of my conversation with Dr. Matatal. Do you think that in some quarters 
the pain has been underestimated and therefore undertreated. Yes, I would 100% agree with you. And if you were to look historically of how we address pain in medicine and most specifically how female reproductive pain has been non-addressed historically, I, I worry that there are places where women's pain may be dismissed or minimized. And an interesting question always comes up with us as we discuss this as a service and as, you know, in gynecology, we, we focus on reproductive health. And that for something like an IUD insertion, which is a very common procedure in Canada, the default is in an office setting and that we don't have medications to make that less painful. We do wonder what if the default wasn't an office setting, but the default was with sedation, as we see with other procedures in medicine, whether it's a colonoscopy or a cystoscopy, would that change things? However, we realize the practicality of delivering healthcare in our in our public healthcare system is that would demand resources. And maybe this is where women as patients and we as physicians should be advocating for those resources to be put to that place. Do you ever find yourself speaking to your colleagues about the methods that you use? Absolutely. And interestingly, in uh, there's a, a social media group of OB-GYNs in Canada, and this very topic comes up about once every two years, and people share their techniques for um, making insertions less painful. And as well, the majority of us have been on the other side of this procedure. So we share not only things that we perceive as helping with our patient's experience, but also how we have experienced it and see if we can make things better for our patients by something that went well or did not go well with our own insertion. Can you say more about that? Was it painful for you? Yes. And interestingly, I had a conversation with my colleague about that and you there's things to learn from and i i think no matter what area of medicine we're in when we become the patient or when we have someone close to us who's a patient you see things from the other side and i think upon reflection that can make us so much better as care providers as well how often do you see women who uh, come to the office or clinic and ask for the iud to be removed well, eventually every IUD has to be removed, um, but to have it removed before it's time due to either it's not a good fit for the patient, they're having unwanted side effects. I would see it as the minority of the time ballpark. I would say less than 10%, maybe even less than 5% of the time. Usually the removal is less painful and a quicker procedure than the insertion itself. I'm going to ask you a, a broader question just, just as we conclude. Given how important IUDs have become as a method of birth control, what's your sense of what needs to be done to make this a less painful procedure uh, for women who want it, who need it, who find that it's the best method of birth control? I'm asking you as, as an expert, as, a, as an OBGYN who, who sees the big picture and knows how important IUDs are to, as a method of birth control. I think first and foremost is education, and this is why I'm really glad that you're addressing this on your show. I think IUDs 
have become very popular in the last few years because we've had some big improvements in the way that IUDs work. So they become very popular, um, but I think it's good for um, patients who are considering them to understand what they are alternatives, but most importantly when we're talking about insertion is what to expect at the time of insertion. And to really put in context what you have heard from from women is that there is a very large range of experience with IUD insertion. And for patients to maybe get a sense of, is that going to be a really tough insertion for me? Or I do fine with my pap tests. I've had two vaginal deliveries. I can, this is going to be straightforward. To get a sense of where they are with insertion and also have a good conversation with the physician who's inserting the device. And so I think that is time in the office with that doctor talking about expectations and alternatives. And I think really it comes down to communication and informed consent with one-on-one with the patient and that healthcare provider. But what I would really love to see is, you know, we talked a lot about the, the patient and the insertion in the clinic, but in the bigger picture with our healthcare systems is for them to really become part of the team of this and make it, make spaces where we can access adequate pain relief for patients who need it that maybe are not an operating room space and and looking at a different way and a creative way to use resources like they have in Saskatchewan where a person can come in and have really good analgesia for a procedure that might be quite quite painful for them and the default not always be in the office. And you're right, IUDs are an amazing form of birth control. They're much more effective than the traditional methods that we've had. And with the progesterone-containing IUDs have been a game-changer in gynecology and for women's health and for trans health because of their ability to suppress heavy menstrual bleeding and also decrease pain with periods. And I have seen a steady decline in the number of patients I need to take to the operating room for hysterectomy because a progesterone IUD has gotten symptoms under control and the person's been able to live their their best life until menopause without having major surgery. So it's pretty important that we get this right. Absolutely. Dr. Fiona Matatal, thank you so much for speaking with me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. As Dr. Matatal said, the system needs to build more standalone clinics where patients receiving IUDs can be sedated. It's also critical that the people who put in IUDs hear the stories of those who have felt severe discomfort so they can learn and do better. That's our show this week. If you'd like to comment, our email address is whitecoat at cbc.ca. And tune into The Dose when you'll hear a lot more practical things to know about IUDs. Our show this week was produced by Stephanie Dubois with help from Jeff Goods and Amina Zoffer. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. That's medicine from my side of the gurney. I'm Brian Goldman. See you next week.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.